This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 16th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Several states have scholarship tax programs to allow parents to choose schools for their children, and many parents choose religious schools, but not in Montana, where a scholarship tax credit program has been thrown out entirely over parents making exactly that choice. The Supreme Court will resolve the issue this term. Erica Smith with the Institute for Justice is handling the case on behalf of Montana parents. We spoke earlier this month. Forgive my ignorance here. Uh, it is prodigious at times, but um, it was my understanding that there, the idea of uh, public funds going to support uh, young people who are attending schools, even religious schools, was a dead issue. Um, is am I? Can I be forgiven for understanding that? Yes, you can be forgiven. The U.S. Supreme Court has long settled that it is perfectly constitutional under the federal constitution, under the First Amendment, to allow states to have programs that give parents the choice of where to send their kids to school. So those programs give parents uh, public money or other financial assistance so that they can decide to choose a private school, whether that school is religious or non-religious. But what's going on in Montana and some other states is that there's this separate legal question that has come up. And that's whether once you do have a scholarship program or another type of educational choice program, does it have to include religious schools? And or is that showing hostility toward religion to exclude them? And that would violate the federal constitution. So we know you can allow kids to go to religious schools, but can you exclude them from doing so under one of these programs? So uh, how does the uh, Trinity Lutheran case relate to uh, what we know about what is constitutional or about what how courts have ruled what is constitutional uh, with respect to a public funds directed by uh, parents to support their own kids' education? Sure, sure. So Trinity Lutheran uh, came out recently from the U.S. Supreme Court. That case involved a public grant program that allowed different nonprofit groups to apply for actually to repave their playgrounds. Uh, a lot of playgrounds have hard material and little kids would skin their knees. So instead, they could apply to get soft re uh, reused tires. And a church applied for this grant and they were otherwise completely eligible except for the fact that they were affiliated with a church. And Missouri said, the Missouri government said, no, you can't get these tire scraps because you're religious. This went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the court said that that did discriminate against religion in violation of the First Amendment. Now, that's pretty close to what we have here, a situation where you can't participate in a school choice program if you want to go to a religious school, except for the fact that there were four justices in the Trinity Lutheran opinion that tried to make this distinction between uh, discriminating against religious status and discriminating against the religious use of money. And they said in the Trinity Lutheran case, you were explicitly discriminating against the church because it was a church because of its religious status. 
And they left open the question of what would happen if you just discriminated based on the religious use of money. And arguably, that's what you have in an educational choice program, because you have parents wanting to use scholarships to go to religious schools. Although you do still have discrimination against religious status, because, of course, you're excluding any religious school from participating in the school choice program. So it's close to Trinity Lutheran, but it's still causing a lot of confusion among the lower courts, and that's why the U.S. Supreme Court has taken this case. So uh, to understand very, very clearly, we're talking about uh, the Big Sky Scholarship Program. Yes. And uh, this is, you know, very similar to other scholarship tax credit programs in that uh, someone makes a donation to an organization. The organization then distributes funds to uh, parents for uh, using that those funds as uh, tuition at uh, non-public schools. And uh, some of those schools are religious. The Montana Supreme Court threw that out. That's right. So what what is the question that is before the court specifically? The question is whether you can invalidate an entire scholarship program just because it gives parents the choice of going to religious schools. So the Montana legislature in 2015 enacted this scholarship program to make it easier for parents to afford private school, and they could choose either religious school or non-religious school. And the Montana Supreme Court struck down the entire program just because parents can choose. They didn't even, They didn't have to. They had a free choice among all private schools. But the fact that they might choose religious schools meant that it was unconstitutional under the Montana Constitution. And that was under the Montana Constitution's Blaine Amendment, this archaic provision from the late 1800s. Blaine Amendments are ubiquitous. They are in if I understand correctly, dozens of states. Uh, they are traditionally anti-Catholic uh, pieces of uh, legislation that were attached to state constitutions, uh, thanks to uh, Mr. James Blaine, I believe. And so what do these Blaine Amendments do? Sure. So these Blaine Amendments exist in 37 state constitutions, and they were enacted in the, 18, the late 1800s to discriminate against Catholics. What they say is that the state can't use uh, public money or sometimes even indirect public funds, whatever that is, to benefit or aid religious schools. And these were enacted in the late 1800s at a time when all the public schools were practicing a generic type of Protestantism. They were reading from Protestant Bibles and singing Protestant hymns reciting Protestant prayers. And when all the Catholic immigrants came over in the mid-1800s, they were not too happy about this, and they wanted funding for their own Catholic schools. The Protestant majority at the time wanted to keep the status quo. So they enacted these amendments nationwide to to preserve the Protestantism in the public schools and prevent Catholics from setting up their own schools. And, And receiving public funds in the process. That's right. This seems like it should be a slam dunk. Is there a reason to be concerned that uh, the court will uh, allow Montana to uh, shut down this uh, school choice program just because some parents are choosing religious schools for their kids? We are very optimistic that the U.S. Supreme Court will 
reverse the Montana Supreme Court and allow the scholarship to keep going. The First Amendment, it requires the government to be neutral, not hostile toward religion. And saying that you cannot have the Montana Supreme Court saying that you cannot have a scholarship program that allows anyone to go to religious schools is showing blatant hostility toward religion. So we are pretty confident that under already existing First Amendment jurisprudence that we should win this case. The, you know, your uh, colleague Dick Comer uh, made a point to me uh, a long time ago, and that was essentially when you're talking about tax benefits that are delivered to donors, those tax benefits have existed for actual churches for a long time. How relevant is that to this case? So it's true that this country has a long history of giving different tax benefits to churches, but it's actually not that relevant to this case. The This program at issue is a tax credit program, so it's not involving public funds. It's people donating, private individuals donating money to private scholarship organizations in return for a tax credit. However, the Montana Supreme Court ruled that those tax credits constitute indirect funding to religious schools under the Montana Constitution. So because they have already interpreted their the Montana Constitution to prohibit this type of program, whether or not a tax credit equates public funds or indirect public funding is no longer on the table. All the U.S. Supreme Court is deciding is the federal issue, and that's whether interpreting a state constitutional provision like this comes into conflict with the First Amendment. So what happens when a state constitution is in conflict with the U.S. Constitution? Well, practically, what would probably happen if we won this case is the U.S. Supreme Court would remand back to the Montana Supreme Court, send it back and say, do it again, reinterpret your own constitution. And then the Montana Supreme Court might go back and say, well, actually, tax credits do not equal public funds under our Blaine Amendment, so this is okay. But the U.S. Supreme Court doesn't have the power to interpret a state constitutional provision. That's really for the Montana Supreme Court to do. So all the U.S. Supreme Court can say is the way you interpreted this provision conflicts with the U.S. Constitution. Find a way to fix it. All right. Is there anything we're missing here? Uh, One thing I do want to emphasize is the tremendous practical impact this case may have on parents across the country. This, because this is an open legal issue, whether you can exclude religious options from these programs, tens of thousands of families have been denied educational choice across the country. And that includes one of our clients, Kendra Espinoza. Kendra lives in Montana with her two daughters. Uh, she was homeschooling them in rural Montana when her husband unexpectedly left their program. Kendra had to move into the city, um, take on a job cleaning houses, put her kids into public school, and the public school was not a good fit for them. And so she wound up trying to put them into a Christian school because it was the best school in the area. They're thriving there, but she cannot afford the tuition. So right now she works during the day in an office as an office manager and and at nights as a janitor just to make the tuition payments. 
This She was counting on the scholarship program to be able to have some sort of financial security for her family, to not have it be this month-to-month decision whether she's going to have to pull her kids out of their private school. So these scholarship programs in Montana and nationwide are very, very important to families, especially low-income and middle-income families. So we're really hoping that this case, a victory in this case, will open up choice for all these families. Erica Smith is an attorney at the Institute for Justice. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.